0: episode of Highlighters and All-Nighters. I'm your host, Miss Huber. Today, I'll be reading The Beans and Rice Chronicles of Isaiah Dunn by Kelly J. Baptist. Again, that's The Bean and Rice Chronicles of Isaiah Dunn. December 31st. This is going to be one of them years, Mama says, as we watch the ball drop on New Year's. She doesn't look at me when she says it, just stares at the TV. What you mean, Mamma? I ask, but she's holding tight to one of her bottles and takes a long swig instead of answering. My stomach starts doing weird karate chops, but since my best friend, Sneaky, is here, I don't ask any more questions. When the fireworks start, me and Sneaky turn off the lamp, run to the window, and pull open the curtains to watch. The colors from the fireworks and the light from the TV dance around our dark living room. They make Mamma's face look funny. When I glance at her, I see that her eyes are sad. "'Mama, should I wake Charlie up?' I ask. (laughs) Mama shakes her head. "'Nah, let that baby sleep.' She stops looking at the TV and stares at my sister, who's sucking on two fingers like a baby and cuddling up with her stuffed bunny. Mama gets up and puts a blanket on Charlie. "'You spending the night, Erin?' she asks Sneaky. Mama's about the only one who calls Sneaky by his real name. Even his own mama calls him Sneaky, and that's because when he was younger, he was always sneaking something." still does. Yeah, I think so, Sneaky says from the window. His mom is having an adults-only party in their apartment, so she sent him down here. Don't y'all be up too late, Mama says, taking her bottle with her. She always rips off the labels, but I know it's not pop. Sneaky changes the channel to wrestling, and we watch that for a while. When I go to the kitchen to get us a a bag of chips, I hear Mama crying in her room, and I know she's missing Daddy. I take the chips back to the living room and turn the TV up so Sneaky won't know. Sneaky switches to a comedy channel, and I do my best to laugh whenever he does. January 3rd. I wake up to Charlie poking me and pulling at my blanket, which is always annoying. Say, uh, Mama said for you to fix me something for breakfast. Huh? I open one eye, and Charlie's right up in my face. I push her away, but not too hard. Mama said for you to fix something for breakfast. Charlie sticks her fingers in her mouth and waits for me to get up. She's four and very smart, but she don't never listen when we tell her to stop sucking on her nasty fingers. I crawl out of bed and yawn my way to the kitchen. Cereal's the easiest thing to make, but there's no milk. I open the freezer and grab some frozen waffles. I put four in the toaster and drink some orange juice straight from the carton. You ain't supposed to do that. I tell Mama... "'Charlie says, making a face. "'You tell her and you ain't getting no waffles. "'I wipe my mouth with the back of my hand and take another sip, "'and I'll tell her you're sucking your fingers. "'Charlie pulls them out of her mouth, "'wipes the slime on her pajama pants, and sighs. "'The waffles pop up, and I put them on a plate and butter them. "'I put one one on Charlie's door of the Explorer plate "'and look for the syrup. "'There's barely any left, and Charlie laughs "'when the bottle makes fart sounds. "'Say your grace,' I tell her.' Jesus, bless my waffle and help us get more syrup. Amen. Charlie stares at the waffle. You're supposed to cut it like Mama does, Zaya. I sigh and cut her waffle real quick. Then I put two waffles on a plate, squeeze some farting syrup onto them, and walk to Mama's room. Her doors open a crack, and I knock a, I knock and peek inside before I open it. Mama, you hungry? Because I made waffles. "'Mama's bundled up in her bed like I was before Charlie woke me. "'She doesn't move a bit, even when I sit next to her. "'You make Charlie something?' "'Mama's voice is muffled and scratchy from under the covers. "'Yeah, she's eating. "'All right, y'all sit and watch TV, okay? "'I'll be up in a little while.' "'So you don't want the waffles?' I ask, staring at the plate. "'No, just go and watch your sister and let Mama rest. "'Get dressed for school. "'I don't tell Mama it's Sunday, so there's no school.' I cut a bite of the waffles with the fork and chew it. A few of Mama's bottles are on the floor. Empty. Then I notice a gold notebook peeking out from under the bed. It looks like one of the notebooks Daddy would always take with him to work, so I reach down quickly and grab it. Go, Isaiah, Mama says, and it sounds like a groan. I scurry back to the kitchen and slide into a chair across from Charlie. Why you eating Mama's food? Charlie asks. She didn't want it, I say, with my mouth full. Charlie makes a face. Probably because you didn't cut them right, she says, picking at her waffles. If you don't want them, you can get up and be hungry, I say, tired of her being so picky. Charlie doesn't say anything else, but she hums while she eats the rest of her her food. I get the last waffle from the toaster and eat it without syrup. Can I have a banana? Charlie asks, looking at the bowl on the table. (laughs) There are two bananas, and they both look pretty bad to me but I shrug and tell her okay. She eats her mushy banana and asks for water, cause you slobbed on the orange juice, saya. I pour her the water, then we go sit outside and watch cartoons. Mama stays in her room all day. January 5th. There are papers taped to the door when I get home from school. I pull them off and hand them to Mama when I go inside. She's lying on the couch watching some talk show. She looks at the papers and doesn't say anything just sets them aside the good thing is there are no bottles around her where's charlie i asked dropping my backpack onto a chair miss rita's doing her hair mama says she's probably done by now she shifts a little and points to the chair hand me my purse saya mama pulls out a twenty dollar bill and hands it to me go get your sister and tell miss rita i say thanks i push the money in my pocket and take the stairs down to the first floor where miss rita lives her daughter shana opens the door Hey, Isaiah, you coming for Charlie? Yeah, I say, steppin' into the apartment. It's warm and cozy inside, unlike our place. And, unlike our place, I smell food cooking. They're in the kitchen. Mama's almost done. Shane is watching TV and doing homework at the same time, which never works for me charlie comes bouncing into the room and she's got tiny neat cornrows with tons of beads at the ends you like it she asked me shaking her head from side to side so the beads make lots of noise yeah it's nice i say miss rita comes in and i stand and hand her the money mama said to tell you thank you "Uh uh-uh you tell your mama not to worry about it miss rita shakes her head at my hand holding the money she said to give this to you and i'm telling you to give it right back to her Miss Rita says, and make sure she gets it, Isaiah. don't be buying candy or something with it. I'll give it to her. I promise, putting the money into my pocket. Come on, Charlie, say thank you to Miss Rita. Thank you, Miss Rita. Charlie says, giving her a big hug. Can I have some of what you made for dinner? Oh, can I have some of what you have for dinner? Charlie, I say, cause I know Mamma wouldn't want her asking for anything inside though I'm wanting some of Miss Rita's food too. Miss Rita just asks, "'You want a plate of food, baby?' "'Isaiah, you think your mom will mind?' "'Um, no, I don't think so.' "'I lie.' "'Well, y'all come on to the kitchen.' I follow Miss Rita and sit at her table while she fixes us some chicken, rice and gravy, cornbread and string beans. It smells so good I have to close my mouth real tight so I don't drool. When she sets the plate in front of me, I'm already into my first bite when Charlie starts to say grace. "'Thank you, Miss Rita.' It's really good, I managed to say around swallows. You're welcome, baby. Miss Rita gets another plate, and I'ma fix a plate for your mama, too, okay? This time, my mouth is full, so I just nod. Miss Rita asks if we want seconds, but I say no. I can't turn down Miss Rita's pancake and butter pecan ice cream, though. I let the sweet ice cream stay in my mouth as long as I can. Then, I crunch up the pecans. The ice cream reminds me of Daddy. Butter pecan was his favorite. We thank Miss Rita again and take a pile a plate of food for mama on the elevator Charlie swings her head and clacks her beads all the way to the seventh floor this is better than how mama did my hair right saya she asks. I think about the giant afro puff that Charlie had been wearing for almost a month. Yeah, it is, I agree. The apartment's dark when we go inside. I turn on the lamp and peek inside mama's room. She's in bed again, mama. Ms. Rita said a plate of food for you, I say quietly. Mmm, is all Mama says. I'll put it on the counter. Mama doesn't answer, so I just go out and close her door. I help Charlie take a bath and tuck her into bed. She's so sleepy she don't even fuss. Then I turn on the TV in the living room, real low, and wait for Mama to come eat. I fall asleep on the couch and wake up at 2.17 a.m. When I check the kitchen, the plate's still on the counter. I put it in the fridge, turn off the TV and the lights, and get into bed, thinking that if Daddy had known things would be like this, he probably wouldn't have died. <laughs> I wish me and Sneaky were in the same class, like last year. We had mad fun in Miss Clancy's class, and she always let us work together. This year, Sneaky has Mr. Pollard, who's real tall and kinda looks like Kevin Garnett. I'm stuck with Mrs. Fisher, who gives the most homework of all the fifth grade teachers. Even after school, I don't get to hang with Sneaky. Mama told me to walk to the library instead of catching the bus, and that she would pick me up at five. The library is quiet inside and has the same book smell that the one at school has. The computers are all taken, so I sit at a table by the window, and I start my homework. I decide that social studies can wait when I spot the gold notebook hidden behind my Pistons hoodie. I don't know why, but my heart is beating fast and my stomach is karate chopping when I hold the notebook. Daddy would always say, it's not quite ready yet, when I'd ask what he was writing. Now it's like he's sitting here with me, grinning and excited for me to finally read what's inside. I open the notebook and see, The Beans and Rice Chronicles of Isaiah Dunn, written in my my dad's handwriting. Whoa, I whisper. Daddy must have been writing about me. I start reading. In the stories, Isaiah Dunn is a kid who gets superpowers whenever he eats his mother's rice and beans. He travels around the world to help kids in danger, and the president always calls on him for secret missions. I forget about the time and keep reading until a guy taps me on the shoulder. We're closing in 15 minutes, he says. Okay, I say. I keep reading until I get to the bottom of the page, then I close the notebook and put it into my backpack. It's dark outside, and I know it's way past five o'clock. I wander around the library looking for Mama until they flicker the lights and announce the library's closing. I wait outside in the freezing cold for what feels like forever before I see Mama's car pull up. I race over, excited to tell her about Daddy's stories, but I forget all that when I see the car is stuffed with all our things. February 7th you smell like you've been smoking angel Atkins leans towards me and sniffs she wrinkles her nose which makes her look even uglier than normal maybe I have I tell her mama Charlie and I have been in room 109 at the sleep Inn for three weeks and it still smells like cigarette smoke well you can't kiss Gabby on Valentine's Day if you got smoke breath she says with a smirk I was I wish Angel and I didn't sit at the same table. I wish Sneaky were here instead of Angel, who is nothing like her name. I ain't kissing nobody, I say, Glarengia Angel. Mr. Dunn, Miss Atkins, is there something more interesting than the reading assignment? Something you want to share with everyone? No, Angel says, rolling her eyes. I don't say anything. Mr. Dunn, is there a reason you can't focus on your work? I'm focusing on my work, I say, and I start reading the stupid worksheet she gave us and answer the questions at the end. Daddy's stories are way more interesting than this. After angel or after lunch, Angel passes me a note. It's a really bad picture of me holding a cigarette and Gabriella running away. I ball up the paper and throw it right at Angel's big head. I say I've done. Mrs. Fisher jumps from her desk and is in my face in a second. What has gotten into you? We do not throw things at other students. She was messing with me, Mrs. Fisher, I try to explain, and it was just a piece of paper— "'Isaiah, you apologize now, or you go to the principal's office. "'Do you understand?' "'Maybe because it's Friday, "'or maybe because Angel's grinning like she's so smart. "'Maybe it's because it smells like something died in Mrs. Fisher's mouth. "'But the next thing I know, I'm saying, "'Yeah, I understand that you don't need to be all up in my face "'with your breath smelling like that.' "'Mrs. Fisher's mouth drops open, and so does Angel's. "'The class is dead quiet until a few kids start laughing. "'I glare at Mrs. Fisher.' and she points to the door. Go to Mr. Tobin's office. Now. I leave the classroom and walk down the quiet hall to the principal's office. Inside, Mr. Tobin lectures me about respect and kindness before giving me detention, which I don't mind because it means less time at Smokey Inn. But my day gets even worse, because as soon as I climb into the car, Mama lets me have it. You better cut out all this foolishness, Isaiah, she says. I've been waiting a whole hour for you. Sorry, I mumble, buckling my back seat my seat belt. I don't say anything about me having to wait at the library or my clothes always smelling like smoke. The way I see it, Mama's kind of the reason I had detention in the first place. February tenth. I'm always interrupting your reading, aren't I? Huh? I look up from Daddy's notebook and see the library guy heading over to my table. You like to read? The guy asks. I know he works here, but he doesn't seem like a librarian to me. Sometimes, I say. Sometimes is better than no times, the guy says. He holds out his hand for a fist bump. We haven't officially met. I'm Mr. Shepard, Youth Services Librarian. What's your name? Isaiah, I say. Cool. Mr. Shepard glances at the notebook. So you're a writer? Not really, I say, but my dad is. Oh yeah? Well, you'll have to tell him about our short story contest. Hold on a second and I'll get you more information mr shepherd heads over to his desk before i can tell him that my dad only used to write when he comes back he hands me a green flyer the literacy council is holding a writing contest every february the deadline's in two weeks thanks i say taking the paper my eyes get big when i read when i read that the grand prize is three hundred dollars daddy's stories are always way better than blue harbor the book we're reading in school i bet he could win the contest Even after they flicker the lights and announce that the library is closing, I just keep reading how to enter over and over again. An idea starts forming in my mind, and I wonder which story Daddy would enter if he were here. One thing's for sure, I don't have a lot of time to figure it out. February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. Mama makes pancakes using what she calls a hot plate. The pancakes are supposed to be heart-shaped, but they look like circles with little dents. We don't even have farting syrup this time, so we have to eat them plain. Isaiah, I want you to wash the dishes and sweep up, Mama says after breakfast. She climbs back into bed and closes her eyes. Then, maybe you can take Charlie outside for a little while so I can rest. It's freezing out there, Mama, I say. Just for a little while, she says. I wash the dishes and put them on a towel to dry. Then I grab the broom and sweep up the crumbs that Charlie spit on the floor. Mama's under the covers now, and I wonder if she's asleep. So much for asking her to take me to the library. Charlie's coloring Disney princesses and looks just fine, so I plop down on the couch and turn the TV on low. I pass all the kitty channels quick so Charlie won't start whining about watching one of them. I stop when I get to a kung fu movie with Bruce Lee. Mama and Charlie would always make faces and go watch something on the other TV when me and Daddy watch kung fu movies. I look at Charlie, and yep, she's making a face, even though she's still coloring. When the movie's over, Charlie asks to hang her pictures on the wall. I find some tape, and we put Jasmine and Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella all over the room. I'm not into princess stuff, of course, but I think the pictures make the room look way better. "'I'm hungry,' Charlie says after we tape up the pictures. I warm up some beans and rice for her in the little microwave, wishing that it could give me superpowers like in Daddy's stories.' You're not hungry? Charlie asks me when I don't sit at the table with her. Nah, I'm tired of beans and rice, I say. Me too, says Charlie, but she eats up the whole bowl. Can we go up? Sorry, February 23rd. Can we go to the library, Mama? Not now, Isaiah Mama says. I suck my teeth because the deadline for the story contest is tomorrow and I have to finish typing Daddy's story. I decided to use the one where Isaiah Dunn saves his mom from a sinking cruise ship. I've been working on it every day after school, and Sneaky thinks I'm crazy for carrying an extra notebook around and always wanting to be at the library. All I know is that it beats being crammed in the motel room where there's nothing to do but trip over each other and watch the same reruns on TV. Plus, Charlie's always making noise, and nobody tells her to shut up but me. Mama makes beans and rice for dinner again, but I pour myself a bowl of cereal instead. You too good to have what we're having, Mama asks, while I crunch on my flakes no i say just tired of always eating beans and rice tired of the food we got mama shakes her head makes it seem like she's not tired of eating the same thing too i don't answer but i feel my stomach start jumping round. shoot when you get a job and start buying the groceries then you can decide what you're tired of eating mama says when are you gonna get a job mama mama stares at me and i stare back I can't believe I said that to her, even if I had been thinking it for a while. She gets up, and before I can move, I feel the sting of her hand against my cheek. you grown enough to question me about what I do? You think your daddy would want you talking like that? She's mad, and her eyes are flashing. Well, I'm mad too. You're not the only one who misses him, I yell, and he wouldn't want us living in this stupid motel with no money because you use it to get drunk. Charlie's mouth falls open, but Mamma just stands there frozen. I grab my backpack and coat, storm out the room, and slam the door. It's dark outside and cold enough to make my eyes water, but I take off running and I don't stop until my lungs feel like they're going to explode and I get a cramp in my side. I slow down and walk the rest of the way to the library. It's warm inside and I hurry to find an empty computer. My fingers fly across the keyboard as I finish typing daddy's story. I spell check everything just as I start to flicker the lights. Just five more minutes, I plead with mister shepard. He turns out to be a pretty cool dude and gives me just enough time to email the story. I give a sigh of relief and lean back in the chair, feeling good. Someone taps me on the shoulder and I turn around, expecting mister shepard. It's mama. Charlie's with her, sucking on her nasty fingers. Thought you'd be here. She doesn't smile, but she doesn't sound angry anymore either. How do you know, I ask. I just had a feeling, Mama says. Your daddy would always come here too. It was one of his favorite places. I pick up the notebook and show Mama. Did you know Daddy was writing stories about me? Did he show you? Mama smiles as she flips through the pages. I forgot all about this one, she says. He started writing in it after you were born, but I never knew what it actually was. I tell her about the contest and how I entered Daddy's stories, and her eyes get happy and sad at the same time. Oh, Isaiah, she says, he would be so proud. Mr. Shepard comes over again and says hello to Mama. It's hard to pull him out of here, isn't it? Mr. Shepard says with a warm smile. Yes, it is. Mama puts her arms around me. He's just like his father. Well, he's always reading when I see him, and trust me, librarians love that. Mr. Shepard turns to me. What book are you reading now? I don't even hesitate. The Beans and Rice Chronicles of Isaiah Dunn. I say, "Hmm." I haven't heard of that one. He says, "I smile." Not yet. The um, that was the Beans and Rice Chronicles of Isaiah. Isaiah excuse me, of Isaiah Dunn, by Kelly J. Baptist. This has been another episode of Highlighters and All Nighters. I am your host, Miss Huber. Signing off.